So if I ask you, what is religion? What would you answer? Or what would you suggest? What is religion? Faith? All right, so religion includes faith. What else? Belief? All right, so it's a faith, it's a belief. What else? Truth? Did someone say truth? Yeah? So truth. So we want religion to be true, not false. All right, what else? Hmm? Practice. Practice. So it's not only things we believe, but things we do. All right. Anything else? What else comes to mind? Just word association. Religion. Love of God. All right. So it involves the love of God. Anything else? Somebody else? Hope. All right. Peter, so I heard you right. Hope. Okay. Anyone else? Hmm? Ritual. Ritual. So a defined ritual um, describes religion. All those words, all those terms are included in the word religion as St. James uses it when he writes in the Greek of the New Testament. Koine Greek is the language of the New Testament. And he writes there... uh, (laughs) Let me just look at it here. He says that dunamatis, or amantis rather, amantis. You remember that from Greek, don't you? Are there any Greek speakers here? I probably butchered that like, oh, good. Relief. Nobody speaks Greek this morning. So uh, he uses this word, and it involves virtually everything everyone just uh, said. But St. James pushes the boundaries this morning. He says that pure religion, uh, here he says, amiantos, or katharta, katharta here. So you hear that catharsis, Right? So, a religion emptied of poison. A religion emptied of poison. Catharsis. Catharsis. And then he says, a religion that is not only emptied of poison, but he says that it is also amiantos. Amiantos undefiled. Now, when something is defiled, what is it? What is something that's defiled? Hmm? Rebellious. Wow. That's an insight. I didn't think we'd get there that quickly. Do you want to finish? I'll just sit down. Rebellious. Okay, what's, an un, what's something that's either defiled or undefiled? You, you define it. What is defilement? Not believing? Not trusting? Okay. Something defiled. When something is defiled, what is it? Dirty? 
a little more a little more precise marred marred something that's defiled is something that's marred it it has its it has its pristine presentation uh marred and injured um something that's defiled is something that has been contaminated or compromised that's what defilement is and so saint james says do you want to know what what religion free of poison and contamination or compromise do you want to know what that reli- do, do you want to know what that is this morning i sure do what is that religion james says it straight out here it makes it it's unambiguous doesn't require us to go through a lot of therapy sessions. Therapy sessions are good. Uh, doesn't mean that we have to go through a lot of uh, theology classes uh, or training sessions at the diocese. Thank God. Uh, all we need to know is what we have right here. He says that a religion that is clean, pure of poison, and uncompromised before God the Father is this, to visit with the orphans and keep company with the widows. Now let's just think about that for a minute. To visit with the orphans and keep company, I'm, I'm translating the Greek literally, keep company with the widows. Now, biblical scholars will tell us that there are three degrees of interpretation of any passage in Scripture, actually any literature. Uh, This is called hermeneutics. It's the science of interpretation. And the first is the literal meaning. And the literal meaning, I think, is plain here, that people of a pure and undefiled religion visit the widows and the orphans. That's the Plain and simple meaning. But then there's also an, analog- an analogy to be drawn, an analogous interpretation. So what does visiting with the orphans and keeping company with the widows, what is that uh, by analogy? How can we generalize to the whole of pure religion? Well, it would seem to me that the widows and the orphans symbolize the pure person, the person undecorated, the person who has not piled on all kinds of stuff to bolster their reputation and to uh, obtain honors and to be looked at as better than others. In other words, when you're a widow and an orphan, especially in biblical times, today it's tough, but in biblical times it was terrible, and you were reduced to being a pure person. You, there wasn't room for ambition, for winning honors, for attempting to be a, um, a celebrity and get all kinds of public accolades. You lived your life as a pure person, a person who lived out uh, human relationships in a pure way. So perhaps we could generalize to the whole experience of religion that to be 
to have pure and undefiled religion is to recognize the dignity of every person and to cherish all our relationships and not be striving and competing and trying to one-up the other and trying to crawl or, or grab your way to the top so that everybody else is, is, is uh, fawning on you and, and giving you accolades and, and giving you honors and, and uh, you're building up your reputation. Instead, you're just living as a pure person in relationship to God and with others. And this is who the orphans and the widows teach us to be, to have that kind of simplicity in our uh, experience as a human uh, person and to keep yourself unspotted or uh, uncompromised from the world this is what St. James tells us, that we're to live in this way. By the way, he had the reputation of living this very way. James did. Uh, when you read the ancient literature about him, and he shows up in Judaism, too. He shows up in the Talmud. So when I was a kid in Hebrew school, we learned about St. James, and he lived a very simple life. He was considered a very humble, honest man, and he was revered in Judaism as well as in the early Christianity and by us as uh, as a saint. So, uh, so what does it mean to be unspotted from the world? It means to not take the world's definition of what it means to be a, a, uh, a celebrity. Not to turn to the world for these kinds of things, but instead to recognize that we are created in God's image and we respect and cherish one another for being in God's image as well. So what James is really telling us this morning is perhaps just reminding us of who we truly are, and that religion is not the uh, reputation that we want to, um, that we want to, uh, 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 you know, that, that we want to have in the eyes of others, but instead to be simply ourselves, human persons who recognize and respect the dignity of the other as well as of ourselves, and that we live our lives in a in a a simple, pure way of being persons to one another and to recognize and respect that personhood in all others and to cherish all of our relationships. And in so doing, we will be living a pure and undefiled and unpolluted or unpoisoned faith. We will reflect that purity of God in our relationships with one another and especially in the eyes of the watching world.